You're listening to Disturbing the Priest with Brandon Baddock. Welcome back to Disturbing the Priest. I'm your host, Brandon Baddock. We are here with a very special episode. Um, I did a tier list ranking like a while back where I ranked every single ghost song. And Black Sabbath's my favorite band. And I really don't want to rank every single Black Sabbath song in just one go. So I think what I'm just going to do is like rank every song off every album like one at a time instead of doing it all at once that way it can like focus more on certain albums and songs instead of being like this one's c this one's b this one's a this one's s and have like a 10 hour video (laughs) just like talking about certain black sabbath songs but this one's very special to me i thought which one should i start with first sabbath has a lot of great classic records so I thought, hey, what better album to start with than uh, Born Again? See that? Oh, man. I have the record here because physical media. I could just edit it in, but you know, look at that. Amazing. In the flesh, the devil, baby. Love it or hate it, it exists. Um, Sabbath's 11th studio album. We got Tony Iommi, we got Bill Ward, we got we got Geezer, and the new edition of Ian Gillen of Deep Purple on vocals. Very crazy. Ian Gillen was someone who I wouldn't expect to be in Black Sabbath. Sabbath's manager wanted Ian Gillen to actually join the band, so Tony and Ian thought to like meet up halfway between where they both live. They met at like some pub. And uh, I, I believe they got there at two and then <laughs> Ian had to be like driven home or something like they got just like wasted. Ian remembers waking up and getting a phone call from his manager. You know, Ian didn't really have any, you know, any intention of joining Black Sabbath, but Ian wakes up the next day hungover and his manager calls him. He goes, hey, if you're going to make any like like big career decisions, you want to like at least run it by me. And Ian's like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, you don't, you joined Black Sabbath last night. <laughs> they got so hammered. Imagine being so hammered that you joined Black Sabbath. That's a uh, quite a night. But yeah, he joined, he joined the band. So really rough start to, to being a singer of a band. Like you don't even remember signing up for it. And the whole time, while he was in Black Sabbath, he didn't really feel like he belonged at all even like the aesthetics of sabbath didn't really match his own and you kind of see that with some of the pictures of like the whole band uh, there was like one picture where he literally took a blanket and just cut a hole in the center and just put it on <laughs> just to be like let me le- like look at least a little bit like you um but they they went to a manor all right and they recorded this album born again um this is a very controversial album. A lot of people will say this is their worst record. This is Sabbath's worst record. The songwriting, the production, everything about this album sucks. Um, I think otherwise. This is actually one of my favorite Sabbath records. The name of this podcast is literally inspired from one of the songs off this record, Disturbing the Priest. Uh, I, I love this record. I love everything about it. 
we'll get to the production later. <laughs> but I love the vocals. I love I love Tony Iommi on this. I love the songwriting. And you know, I I, I did already just say the vocals, but oh my god, to just to emphasize the vocals. I, I seriously think Ian Gillen is besides Ozzy Sabbath's best vocalist, which I know is a very hot take, very controversial. You know, I do understand. <laughs> Dio is, I, I think Dio is a better singer than Ian Gillen. I'll just say that for the record. And when you watch a lot of interviews with Ian Gillen talking about this record, he talks a lot about how he feels like nothing fit properly. He, he felt like he didn't belong in the band. He felt like his voice didn't belong with with Tony's music. Um, I think otherwise, actually. I think Ian Gillen kills it on this record. And even just as a Black Sabbath frontman. For example, if you listen to the live version he did when he toured with Black Sabbath when they did uh, the title track, Black Sabbath, and he does his version of it. Oh my God, it's... It's right up there with uh with Ozzy live. Arguably, I think Ian Gillen kind of does it a little better than Ozzy, which, you know, again, hot take. There's something about Ian's voice that really stands out on this record and just with Sabbath in general. It, it's very chilling. The notes he hit are almost like death screams. His voice adds a lot of dimension to this record and it adds a lot of fear and they're almost demented his screams on born again sometimes almost sound like like demonic souls it really fits with what this record turned into which you know very interesting sabbath record all right so Let's get into this, all right? We have the first song on the album, Trashed. Very thrashy, very fast. A great way to just start this record, send it off with a, a fast, you know, get the energy up. I want to put this song at... I'm going to put it at A tier. I think it's really good. I, I think what keeps this from S tier is the riffs aren't as good as in some of the other tracks on this record. But this song is is awesome. Really gets your heart pumping. Really fun one to sing along to also. Um, this song actually has a lot of history to it too. So Black Sabbath had a... Like they went to a manor to record this and... The Manor had, like, this go-kart racetrack, and they all, like, raced their own cars. They're, like, personal cars, and they were doing, like, time trials, you know? So, like, they would time themselves racing and whatnot. And Ian, I guess, he clipped his wheel or something on one of the turns, and his car spun out and flipped, and... He remembers sitting in the car upside down while it was like spinning. And they they all rush and they're like, are you all right? Are, are you all right? 
and he's just sitting there and he goes to to grab like a cigarette and smoke it and like don't smoke it don't smoke it and there was gasoline all over the car he would have if it wasn't for the band rushing to him and like you know ask if he was okay and telling him to not light up a cigarette while he was upside down in a car he would have burned to death easily which is pretty crazy this whole like album everything behind it is just like really strange and out there the production the songwriting the making of this record the antics that went on um ian gillen actually didn't sleep in the house he actually slept in a tent (laughs) outside the manor because he was like so afraid of the band and just like because they're pranksters they're crazy they actually what they did is one of the nights they set up explosives outside his tent and like blew him up (laughs) and they remember seeing his like tent go flying into the there was like a pond it like flew into the water and he's just sitting there on like the little bench in the tent (laughs) just insane like this band was just out of their mind so i don't know uh trashed is about the uh the racetrack and and racing and it's about how he trashed his car um really cool and and the the instrumentals they it feels like it feels like you're you're in a car you're speeding you're you're taking sharp turns the lyrics are all about you know racing going fast trashed you know what i mean it's a great song gets the energy up gets your heart pumping really cool lore behind it as well trashed i love it Really, really uh, cool song. Um, all right, so we got Stonehenge next, which it's the next track. Um, Stonehenge is a little interesting um, for several reasons. Well, it's like one of the uh, atmospheric tracks. I don't think, I guess Sabbath did do something like that on Mob Rules. With uh, It was like, it's like a song that's like a bunch of numbers or whatever. Uh, but this one's way different. I don't know, man. Stonehenge is really cool. It, it reminds me of something off uh, Blood Incantations' new record or one of their albums they released recently called uh, Time Wave Zero, where it's just like this super trippy, atmospheric, cool album. And it reminds me a lot of that. And I like it. I think it's really, really cool. There's like a heartbeat at the end. In terms of like ranking it i would probably put it right behind trash just because it's like it does a really great job of what it was trying to do it's really scary like it's and i know i'm saying this about like something that came out in like 83 you know what i mean but the production on this makes it super eerie the like almost like piano synth i don't even understand what's really going on in this song but it's just really out there it's very out of body and almost uncanny to listen to it's really cool um the song actually also inspired some uh, live stage props from the band so when this band toured they uh they wanted to like do this whole like stage production thing and look really cool and they're thinking what should we do oh we have a song stonehenge let's just like have little stonehenges or something around us i don't know so the prop guy uh messed up on the measurements or whatever uh and and when they got the stonehenge they, their jaws dropped because they the order came in and they were life-sized <laughs> they thought they were getting like little mini ones but they it was oh it was a reverse of uh 
what happened in Spinal Tap, where all the props were like really small. It was like it's it was the complete opposite, where they just get giant life size stone hedges. They were saying half the shows we played, the they couldn't even see us, <laughs> so we we're just behind inside a life size Stonehenge, which is just crazy. This whole this whole album is just a trip. The the tour the the whole life of this album was with how Ian joined the band the the live setting of this um also funny thing so this album came out and we got the devil baby you know what i mean and i think this is like the coolest coolest sabbath cover um a lot of people hate it i think it's the coolest really satanic really evil um just a really cool design with the colors and the white the uh, the yellow nails and the green eyes so they had a i don't know if this was like one of the the tour managers or what they had this uh this like this little person dress up as the devil baby on the cover in like <laughs> he was in like a red spandex thing and had like the the yellow nails and whatever and and it was running up and down the he was on top of the stonehenge and it was just like running across and pretending to cry and stuff and and then he would jump off on like a bunch of there would be like a bunch of mattresses and Tony's like, we're going to be a laughing stock. And they're like, no, it's, it'll be cool. It'll be cool. Um, and Ian Gillen's like, this is a disaster. <laughs> so it, it starts and, and the first show happens. And he's looking at the audience and people are like pointing and laughing. And like, well, so much, so much for being scary. You know what I mean? One day, uh, one, one night of the show, it's happening. And, you know, the little devil guy is running back and forth. And, and then they hear a thud. And they realize, oh, my God, the mattresses were never put down for him. So that was the end of that. <laughs> but just the the tour was just a disaster. The album, it was like the first Black Sabbath album that, like, didn't go gold. It was just such a rough, like, like just era of this record, especially, like, 80s Sabbath. But I don't know, man. I love a lot of aspects of this record. Um, but Stonehenge, it's a cool song. I really like it. And, and the lore behind it with, you know, the, the spinal tap incident where they think they're getting little mini Stonehenges, but they get these life-size ones. Just really crazy. Poor Black Sabbath. Um, and, <laughs> and Ian Gillen, mostly. He was the real victim of this whole thing. Um, but all right, next track, which is the song that is like the name of this podcast disturbing the priest i love this song if you couldn't tell by the name of this podcast god is ian gillen an amazing vocalist and an amazing sabbath vocalist the reason why i think ozzy was the best was because he really captured the atmosphere that is black sabbath now tony iomi like you know made black sabbath as almost like a uh you know, there's scary movies. Why aren't, why isn't there scary music? And, and that's how we got Black Sabbath. And Ozzy really captures almost like the horror element of that band, just like how he sings, how sometimes he's almost like sing talking, how he like tells the story of, of the lyrics he wrote. I think just really, really well. He He's totally the voice of that band. Now we got something like Disturbing the Priest. And it starts with just like this manic, like laughing and 
it's just it's so haunting. I can only imagine like being a kid in 83 and like putting this on for the first time and listening to like, this is the third track, just like some like devil laughter. And it, it sounds hot. Like Ian Gillen doing it sounds amazing. I'm going to have to put this at a uh, top of A tier. It, it, it's just a fantastic song. I think it's really well structured. And just how the song kind of evolves as it goes on is very interesting. I just really like it. And, and talk about a cool name. Uh, Disturbing the Priest actually comes from... So they're at this manor recording the album, right? And a priest actually came to the door and was like complaining about... Because they were just playing so loud. And it was just all the antics. They were like blowing things up in the yard. Like, it was, it was disturbing a lot of people. And there was a local priest who uh, was disturbed the most. And he actually came to the door. And apparently, there's just, like, shut the door in his face. There you go. A little history. Disturbing the priest. Um, now, the dark and Zero the Hero, I'm just going to, like, count as one thing. Because the dark is really just an intro to Zero the Hero. Zero the Hero is maybe one of my favorite Black Sabbath songs of all time. I'm surprised bands like Electric Wizard or, you know, any other Stoner Doom or just Doom Metal hasn't really covered it or just like touched anything on this record. Cannibal Corpse actually covered this song, which was like weird. I, I guess it works, but I'm going to have to put The Dark and Zero the Hero S tier. I think this is the best song on the record. Oh my God. The lyrics are fantastic. There's actually like a really awesome, weird to say about a Black Sabbath song, but like the flow of the lyrics are really cool. How sometimes like they'll speed up, slow down a little bit. I, I, I think it adds a lot to the song. The riff is, oh my God, so good. So chuggy, so doomy. Makes you want to just headbang. It, it's just like peak doom metal, really awesome. And, and the, the lyrics and, and even the song name, really cool. I love everything about the song. And the solo is amazing. Definitely the best solo on this whole record. And probably the one of the best solos of like 80 Sabbath, like just really, really awesome. Really underrated because it's buried. That, that solo is buried like in this record, you know, where the production, the songwriting, the vocals are already enough to turn people off enough where like they they're they're gone by the time the solo like arrives in the song but the solo is awesome the the song is awesome just really amazing i just wish there was some like monolord cover of this really amazing zero the hero i i really hope this album like gets remixed or something because i'd love to hear a new mix of this song and just to bring up the mix, um, this was mixed by uh, Robin Black, or produced by Robin Black, who did a very terrible job. <laughs> he really butchered this record. They were saying like this, they really liked the sounds of this record, and then when they heard it on the radio for the first time, like what happened? Like they, he just muddied it up so much. But my opinion on the production of this record goes kind of like this i think it's really cool i i it reminds me of like a lot of early black metal where yeah like you know to hear mayhem's first ep mixed very like amazingly well would be cool or like especially like you look at like burzum i guess the terrible production the muddiness and whatnot 
does add to the horror element that is this band and especially this record. Talk about music that fits the cover. You know what I mean? I, I think it's adding to the music, if anything. As much as I want to hear a new mix of this record, seriously, like, weirdly enough, a part of me is scared that, like, it'll lose that eeriness and uncanniness. Where every time I listen to this record, I always feel like I'm transported into another dimension. Really horrifying stuff, actually. But Zero the Hero... Amazing. One of my favorite Black Sabbath songs of all time. Really, really good. Um, amazing songwriting. Now, the next one's very interesting. A lot of people don't like this one. A lot of people point this song as like the cringe of this album, and that uh, is Digital Bitch, which I'm going to, I'm actually going to put up as B tier. I like Digital Bitch. I think it's funny. I think it's like the subject matter is just about like spoiled people. It's about this like spoiled girl, I believe, more specifically. But I think it's it's a funny song. I think it's a cool hook. It's like just a good, solid rock song. I don't really have any problems with it. It seems like something that actually might have been on a, an earlier Black Sabbath song. I can definitely see Digital Bitch being maybe on Technical Ecstasy or something. But still really cool. I don't mind the, the cheesy, as people call them, lyrics. I think it's cool. It's a funny song. I like it. I don't think it's cringy at all. But let's go to the cream of the crop, the title track, Born Again. This goes right to S tier. I love Born Again. I don't think it's the best song on the record, but I call Born Again a better Planet Caravan, which... Yes, I know, might be very controversial, but it's a mix between Planet Caravan and the title track Black Sabbath. I think it's the love child between those two songs. Because you are getting the, like, horror of the song Black Sabbath, but you're also getting the trippiness and just, like, overall vibe of Planet Caravan, which I think makes it a better Planet Caravan. Every time I listen to this song, I always picture people like passing a joint or something. This is such a stoner smoke doom metal, stoner doom metal song. And I think it does a really good job at being what it is. I think the vocals are fantastic. Talk about Ian Gillen. Oh my God. There's moments of the song where he just screams. Like he just like almost just holds this really high pitch. And it sounds amazing. It just sounds so good. Really, really blew me away with this one when I first heard it. Especially with, like, the solo on it. How this song, once you play it, you're transported right into it. And you get that bad production over it. But it's, like, very... I, I know I keep using this, but, like, uncanny and scary. Like, this is... A very eerie record. It's definitely Sabbath's most eerie record, and it's very scary in a lot of parts. Uh, but Born Again, I think, is fantastic. I think it's a really good title track. I think it's just a scary planet caravan because it is very trippy and just very, you know, far out, man, weed. <laughs> uh, the lyrics are pretty cool, pretty scary, horrifying. It comes from, you know, of course, the cover, the baby. But Born Again, very cool song. Very, very awesome. Um, we also... <laughs> a 
get the devil baby running across the Stonehenge where that comes from. Our next one is Hotline. Hotline is really awesome. I love this song. It's just a solid rock song. There's nothing really crazy about it. Um, For me, this is like, I'd say it's a B-tier song. I can easily see this song off Never Say Die. Just honestly, how this song is structured reminds me of something off Never Say Die. I think the lyrics are awesome. Very catchy hook. The chorus is really cool. Um, The song just evolves very nicely. There's not a lot to say about it, except like it's just a really solid song. Um, Of course, compared to like the rest of the tracks on the record, it doesn't stand out as much. But Hotline, just a solid, just a really solid track in general. But here we go. Keep it warm. Last song on the record. This this song seems kind of like a throwaway, kind of like, a, oh, I guess we have to, we need to fill, you know, we got to throw one more song in there. Let's just, you know, crap something out. I think Keep It Warm is a uh, C, maybe even a D tier song. Um, this song feels like it was rushed. This song doesn't really go anywhere. Um, the lyrics are kind of interesting, but again, just feel rushed. Everything about this song, just like, is kind of the black sheep of the album. Um, really boring. Uh, there's some like cool moments in it, but you know, especially compared to like Zero the Hero and like Disturbing the Priest, even like Hotline, the last song, uh, this song really stands out as like a miss. And unfortunately, this song is like how people see the whole record. Um, but I don't know, man. This is uh, my ranking for. The whole record, Disturbing the Priest, is amazing. Uh, it's inspired the name of this podcast. Zero the Hero is great. Um, the production on this record, you know, I admit sucks. It's really bad. It's easily the worst production on any Sabbath album. Um, just really bad. And even the process of making this record was a train wreck. was awful. Ian Gillen hated it. I don't think a single person involved in the making of this like album had a good time. But I think what comes out of it is like that pain, that uncomfortableness you hear on the record. And it, it unlike Sane Anger, where it kind of falls flat, where you feel the tension of the band and, and you hear that on the record, I think this album is an example of that working in a band. I think... This album's horrifying. It's definitely the scariest Sabbath album. Probably the doomiest, you can argue. Obviously the most eerie. And possibly the coolest cover art in any Sabbath album. Which, you know, a lot of people diss this record's art. They'll say the material on it is as bad as the cover, which... I don't know, man. I think it's really cool. I think this is a super scary album. I think it's really cool. I think... uh, a lot of the elements on this album rock really awesome and just always a fun spin and i hope it gets remixed ian gillen said recently that like he really wants this to get remixed and tony iomi we know is like just going through the records and just remixing a lot of them uh which just dude just release the tony martin stuff already like come on man it's not even on spotify Oh my god, Forbidden needs a, to be remixed more than this one, in my opinion. But other than that, 
I think this is a great record. I'm very curious how the remix goes. I think this is definitely worth to give another listen. It's a really awesome record. Sabbath's 11th studio album with Ian Gillen. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Brandon Baddock, and this has been Disturbing the Priest. Disturbing the Priest.